Good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. It is Friday morning. We've made it to the week, TGI Friday. Uh, however you look at Fridays, it's exciting times. And I brought another friend of mine in, a guy that has great baseball knowledge. Um, and as a Blue Jays fan, you've heard him before. Uh, his name's Dave. Dave, how are you this morning? I am hanging in there, but I'm happy to be back. I've missed being on Top Fan Rivalry, so I'm I'm happy that we could make it work fit in the schedule hey i'm glad that we were able to make it work and i i hear rumblings that this week was rough for you because you got over the flu bug or something and yeah it was it was not kind to me uh but you know we're here so apologies for a little bit of the rasp uh it's not quite as good as the barry white voice i uh i can't get there but you know we'll we'll hopefully we'll uh we'll be able to get through the at least the conversation we're gonna do our best we're gonna do our best so Perfect. So let's let's start out easy. Okay. You are almost 70 games in the season as a Blue Jay fan. What's yeah. your take on the first, I'm going to call it a uh, little less than half of the first half of the season? It's been a roller coaster, hasn't it? Uh <laughs> as a Blue Jays, like as a Blue Jays fan, mm-hmm. there have been a lot of like really positive things. But the reality of this team is they should be hunting. They should be a team that's farther along than they are. And right now, what I see is a team that is trying to refine that identity. And I, I wonder if part of that was lost in the crushing defeat and triumphant victory for those uh, M's, the Seattle Mariners, who completely the rails just came off. It was a, and you know, look, playoff baseball is baseball is magical like that. Uh, some team gets their heart broken and another team is catapulted to victory. And if anyone was going to do it, I'm glad it was Seattle because they've long needed a boost like that. But as far as the blue Jays are going, you trade away some franchise stalwarts who have been there for a long time in terms of this franchise, this version of the Jays. Hey, Oscar's not there anymore. Lourdes is gone. All of a sudden, you're like, okay, so we're not the have fun Jays anymore. You bring in Dalton Varsho, and if you're not a baseball, avid baseball watcher, you're probably like, well, who's that guy? Well, he was just crushing it in Arizona. He was absolutely destroying every metric you want, and he hasn't quite found his, his rhythm yet. He's had some great moments, but he hasn't quite found it there. Springer's been off and on starting to get in a groove. Vladdy is being Vladdy. He's, I think he's pretty consistent. He's not always going to be an MVP, but he's always a threat. The only person that I think uh, we've really seen any consistency out of uh, on this Jays team on the offensive side has been Boba which is why I'm wearing my Boba shirt as per usual. Uh, you know, your league, your league leader in hits, uh, I, I have to say, um, and on the pitching side, of course, we've had the like complete disaster with Alex. His best version of late two thousands Ricky Romero, like it's the it's the same kind of all the talent in the world, and and people are like, that's what you get. You had swagger, you know. This is, you know, you, now you got to eat them. Well, no, I think that he's just lost a bit of confidence. I think that the pitch isn't going the way that he wants. And then he's trying to overcompensate. So it's been 
it's been really challenging. It's been a challenging year. And yet, still in it. Somehow, we're still in it. Well, you guys, if there's one thing that I've learned about your group this year, and actually even last year, is you guys are fighters. So you know how to fight to get through certain things. And I mean, I'm looking at the division standings and albeit, uh, you know, there, there's obviously going to be more to this, but, you know, currently in fourth place, which, you know, we'll talk about that later. But when we're looking, when we're talking wild card, you guys are right there in the hunt in the wild card. And so it, you know, it, yeah. So you've got, there's a lot of positives to talk about. So let's talk about those positives for a second. Um, first positive we'll talk about is your offense. Who are your offensive? Who do you feel like are two or three of your offensive threats? Well, as mentioned, Bobachet, obviously. Yeah. Uh, 92 hits as of, I guess, earlier in the week. Yeah. Uh, so he's 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 in the he's closing in on 100 hits, not even halfway through the year. Uh, he's hitting well into the 300s. And this is kind of the player that we thought Bobochet was always going to be. He was never going to be, let's hit bombs all day. That's that's what Vladdy's for. That's what Springer is for. Bo was always going to be the guy. He was going to be, I don't, I knock on wood. Let's say he has a healthy career. He could threaten 3,000. And I know that's saying a lot, but he's got the ability to have those 200 and you know 20 hit seasons and i don't i don't think that's too much of a stretch i think that if he stays healthy and he's he continues to do this throughout his career he's going to be that that guy varsho i think varsho is a really interesting guy as far as an offensive weapon because he does have pop and i think that playing in the Rogers center. Once he figures out the, he, what he needs to do is he needs to sit down with George Springer and figure out what it is that Springer is doing to hit all those lead off home runs and apply that to the two hole. Because if he's, if he's playing in the two or the five, you just need to protect. And that's what you're, what that's what you're there for. You're looking for a guy that's from our show. And of course, Vladdy is, continually doing Vladdy things. Uh, and we haven't even gotten to Matt Chapman. This lineup is stacked. Oh. It's a it's a very stacked lineup. Like Chapman early season was putting up, and not that he's, you know, he's not fallen off a ton, but he's just not hitting him out like he was earlier on. But he was MVP of, you know, for, for a month there. He was the guy. He couldn't be stopped. And then they go on a losing skid and, you know, he falls off a little bit, but Defensively, offensively, Chappie is it. He is like he's the probably the X factor in all of this. If he can continue to produce down the stretch, Springer stays healthy. Knock on wood, Springer stay healthy. Uh, this team has got a chance offensively. Hey, listen, I'm laughing because every Dodger fan out here is going, please, just somebody stay healthy. <laughs> anybody, anybody willing to do it? Anybody? Yeah. Come on. So I want to go back to what you said about Bo for a second. I pulled up some statistics as we as you were talking. Sure. I didn't realize this, and you nailed it. So 191 hits 
2021, 189 hits in 2022. And as of earlier this this week, and I haven't, I don't have the recent stats as of Friday morning up, but earlier this week he had 92 hits already, like you had mentioned, 520 hits for his career. There's a good chance, there's a very good chance that he finishes out this year darn near close to 700 hits in his career, and he's 25 years old. Yeah. So, I mean, if he stay, if he has a 10-year span, which he very well could of, let's say, 200 hits, give or take, plus or minus, but average, Yeah. you're, you're now talking that he is knocking on the door at 3,000. And I didn't realize that. He, you know, as of when I looked up some old stats, he had over 80 home runs. So this is a kid that could potentially have over 3,000 hits and, I don't know, three 400 home runs. So that's – I didn't realize that he was – I understood that he was good. I didn't understand that he was that good. He is uh, absolutely the hit machine that he was touted to be. And his dad has done excellent work with him, and they've done gr- a great job really pushing the envelope forward. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to note that they aren't just um, – you know, it's not just the hits, it's the kind of hits and the quality of hits and the timing of the hits. It's not like a garbage single every couple of at-bats. It's yeah. it's pretty frequent uh, at-bats where he's coming through with a, a clutch double that's absolutely necessary. Well, and then you talk about Vladdy, and Vladdy's got over 100 home runs already and over 600 hits, and he's 24. Yeah. So conceivably, if you could hold on to these guys, you would have almost like a Craig Biggio, Jeff Bagwell, Houston scenario in Toronto with two guys that are going to be over 3,000 hits. And Vladimir is going to hit probably 500 home runs in his career. I would say that's a that's a safe guess for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, the last two seasons, 48 and 32. So. Again, even if he drops off a little bit and he has 10 seasons worth of of 30 average, you're now talking over 400. You're you're talking darn near 500. So, yeah. man, I didn't realize I, – I, my apologies, but I didn't realize that you guys had – those were – I knew they were good. I didn't realize that they were putting up those type of numbers. It's That's hard because, because Vladdy had his – Vladdy's best season was put up against Shohei Otani's uh, unicorn numbers. Yeah. Like, so like video we, game numbers. Well, and that's the, this is the problem with having like, so you have a guy who put up absolutely monster numbers and now he's come back to just absolutely great, fantastic numbers. And people are like, ah, he's not as good as he used to be when he's not, you know, competing for the MVP with a guy who's doing two things or, you know, Aaron judge touching AL record home run numbers or, you know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable to think about, but Vladdy's average is better than what most people can expect from the top of their, uh, top of their offensive production. Okay. I agree with that. I agree with that. So that's, gosh, I just, I, I need to do a better job that I didn't realize how special what you got, because Again, and we're going to talk about the AL East in a second, but typically when you're talking AL East, you're talking about Yankees and Red Sox. And now oh, they've life. got to, yeah, now they've got to have a conversation about the the Blue Jays. They got to also have a conversation about the O's 
right? Yep. And the Rays, but I don't know that the Rays are going to hold. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Talk to me about um, your uh, pitching. Who's your pitching threats? Uh, it's Kevin Gosman, uh, really? who is who is absolutely a stud. Ten quality starts. Uh, I love that. You that gives you a chance every time. He's number two in strikeouts. 117 strikeouts. 17. Every time uh, he's on the mound, he gives us an opportunity to win. Every single time. Without a doubt, always an opportunity for a quality start. And he doesn't require as much offensive help to get him over the line. Good things move in the right direction. Versus... Like Alec Manoa, who's, you know, I don't know what's going to happen there. I don't know when he's coming back, if he's coming back this year. Right now, the, I think the, the, I think the opportunity is he will come back. Mm-hmm. The hope is that he comes back and he's better. But I don't know if you can bank on that. You say Kikuchi had an awful time last year. This year, changed guy. Completely changed guy. Reformed mechanics reformed figure he came in in different shape i won't say better because i don't think he was in bad shape last year but he came in different he came in you know worked on different areas of his body to get in better physical condition and kikuchi has been solid one through four the jays have a pretty solid rotation but there's no one there that's that's gonna I don't know if you're you're looking at any of those guys and going, oh, they're going to steal you a game except for Gosman. Gosman can steal you a game. Everybody else is going to keep you in it. Yeah, it, it's – and I was looking at Alex. Uh, I, I watched him pitch against Houston, what was it, a week ago, a week and a half ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, injury or not, to me, as being a former pitcher, he looked lost out there. He yes. looks – he looked lost in the headspace portion of it, not just, hey, he's not throwing strikes or he's getting hit. He just looked mentally like he was already beat before he got out there. I, I, and I don't know the guy, and I don't want to be rude to him, but, I mean, does that make kind of sense? He has looked um, very much out of place here. When he's comfortable out there, he's untouchable. Yeah, he he has great command, great stuff. But as soon as he lost, his slider wasn't working. It wasn't working the way it had been. And the other pitches he was throwing were either being tipped or he was just not locating the way that he had been. And he was getting beat up about it. And then you lose your confidence and then you get the yips and then you start second guessing everything. And next thing you know, you're you know, little league trying to blow a ball foul so you can get out of the inning. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, by the way, that's one of my favorite old school baseball highlights that, and uh, yeah. that and um, Paul O'Neill kicking the ball from right field. Um, oh yeah. That's a, that's a... There, there's a website and I don't want to mention it here because of trademarking, but there's a website that gives all kinds of baseball statistics. And on Paul O'Neill's, it says bats, right. Throws, right. Kick. I'm sorry. Bats, right. A bat's lefts, throws lefts, kicks lefts. <laughs> like, awesome. And then you click onto it, and it takes you right to the link on the YouTube of him kicking the ball back into the infield. It's phenomenal. Amazing. Um, okay, so tell me real quick about Chris Bassett. 
Uh, you know. Seven wins, but a high ERA. But it's so here's the thing. Bassett is um he's a dude. He can get absolutely lit up or he can have a great outing. So let's go back to early June. Seven and two thirds, four hits, no runs allowed, eight strikeouts. It was against the Mets. It's a pretty good team, the Mets. Right. June 7th plays the Astros, another pretty good team, I think we'd agree. Gives up four hits, two earned runs, unfortunately. One of them is a it's a homer. Five strikeouts. That's two pretty good outings. And then he gets the snot beat out of him by Baltimore. Only goes three innings, has eleven hits given up. Okay. If if I told you you would get every three starts, you'd get two quality starts. You get almost eight innings out of them. You're probably going to take it. The reality of baseball is, if you win two out of every three series, you're or two out of uh, every three games, you're in it. Mm-hmm. You're in it. That's all you need. Win four so games a if, week. <clears throat> all I'm asking for is two out of every three. And if he's going to pit, if he's going to give me no less than seven innings. On a regular, I mean, he's got 85 innings on the regular season. He's mm-hmm. not like he's, uh, you know, look, he's given up some home runs and that's hurt him. It's hurt him. Well, it, I'm looking at his statistics. Yes, he's given up. I don't hate home- it for a back end rotation guy. Yeah, he no, he's he, he's not the guy that that he's not your one or two guy. He's not. Um, no, but he, you know, he is definitely. I'm looking at his numbers, you know, 15 home runs, 75 strikeouts and 87, uh, 85 innings. That's not a power pitcher, but he's getting you the wins. Got you seven wins already. And he had 15 wins with the Mets last season. There's a good chance that he gets you another 15 wins. I mean, his yeah. ERA is over four. So you're, you're not going to cry about that if you're getting, because I'm, I'll maintain this argument till doomsday. If you can get a minimum of 40, but preferably 50, maybe 60 wins from your starters, you are going to go far in October. It's when your starters have 30, 35, 38 wins, where you have to get 85, 90 wins to get into the postseason. That means your bullpen is carrying a lot of load. They're going to be tired in October. By the time they get there, it's not going to look good. But if you got a guy that's going to give you 15 wins, you're – you're fourth of the way to where you need to be. That's a promised land. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. <laughs> AL East. AL East, AL East, AL East. What can we say? We can have a whole show on the AL East. So, yeah. AL East is, is powerful. You guys are currently running in, in fourth place, which is not to say anything yet. What are your thoughts about the AL East? And do you, I'm going to ask you kind of two questions in one. What are your thoughts about the AL East? And do you think the teams that are currently where they're at, do you see much movement? Do you see Tampa holding on to where they're at? Do you see Baltimore holding on to where they're at? Do you see the Yankees coming in third? Boston being over under 500. What, I mean, talk to me about the AL East. Uh, the AL East is impressive. Um, so Tampa got out to an otherworldly start. They're 31 and seven at home, uh, earlier this week. I think they're 
forget who they're playing right now, but it's it's hard to keep track. They lost a couple in a row, and you're like, oh, Tampa's going to come back down. No, they still got a four game lead. They still they still got enough lead that like and you know look, we're saying this now, and by the end of the weekend, the the numbers will be very different because that's the AL East. the The way that I look at this is, I don't know if Tampa. can sustain numbers argue with me like the eye test tells me that they can't right like the 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 simple math of baseball says there's no way that they're going to carry a 680 winning percentage into october there's just no way but they've got a plus 138 run differential like they're just outscoring everyone by like a ton I don't think it's sustainable long term, but as of right now, I don't I don't know if anybody's gonna catch and beat them. That said, Baltimore's right there. The O's have like two of the young up and coming studs that everybody should be looking at. I love what Rutch runs doing through my division. It's 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 brutal. I mean, and they're they're also running at an over six hundred clip, uh, and they're they're just recently hot. They weren't hot early on, and then they got super hot. And you know, God, I like leave it to Toronto to like win a series against the Mets and then the Astros, and then you know falter against the Twins a little bit, who are you know barely holding over five hundred, and then you. Then you get to play Baltimore. It's like it's it's a never-ending gauntlet. Welcome to baseball in the AL East. The Yankees are the Yankees. Anytime Aaron Judge is involved, it's going to be tough. I would like to mention that I think that Giancarlo Stanton might be the worst acquisition that the Yankees have made in the last, <clears throat> I don't know, 10 years. <clears throat> what happened to that guy? Uh... He was in Miami hitting nothing but dingers. Nothing but dingers. That's all he hit. And he was hitting them like it's not like he was like just hitting them. He was hitting them like into the like statue that was in like center field, like hitting them out into the concourse. And he gets to New York and he's like, never mind. I forget how to do that. Um I think the defining moment in his career was when he got hit in the face. That is that is a scary thing to dig back in, right? Yeah. And yeah. I don't care. I mean, the guy can bench press a Volkswagen, and that's good for him. It doesn't. It matter. still doesn't change the fact that you remember that every single day when you dig in. So, I yeah, it's Jays and Red Sox are right there too, Bill. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think that the way the standing is today is going to be the way it ends. Uh, there is not a huge. Almost every team is over five hundred. Everybody except for Boston, as of right now, I think is over 500. Everybody's got a positive run differential except for Boston, who's basically, it's basically a pick them uh, at that point. And every one of the teams is capable of going on a run. So, like, the only team that I'm unsure of, I think, is the Red Sox. I just don't think they have the depth. of rotation. I don't think they have the depth of bats that we're once used to seeing. I know everybody loves to remember, you know, the David Ortiz and, you know, 
Dustin Pedroia in his prime and Manny, but like that's not this isn't the Mookie Betts Red Sox, even like they just don't have the like when you look at the lineup, if I were to give you the the offensive weapons that like would you rather Randy or Rosarena or I don't any one of the any one of the Red Sox? Because mm-hmm. I'd probably I'd probably take Randy. So so it's funny that you mention it's funny that you mention the Rays. And I so the Rays have kind of a little bit of a softer, although they do have Baltimore and um for two and uh the Diamondbacks who are playing lights out uh the rest of this month. But listen to their July. They have two with in Seattle, three with the Phillies at home, which the Phillies are turning a corner. Then three with the Braves at home, which they're leading that division. Then the All-Star break. Three at Kansas City. No hurt there. Three at the Rangers. Four with Baltimore. Two with Miami. Three with Houston. And then they start playing the Yankees again. So let's see what July gives the the Rays. That's that's a, a tough stretch right there with some good, good. When you have a week. That is three with the Rangers in Arlington, four with the Orioles at home, then two with Miami at home, and then two, three with the Astros in Houston, and then you start a series in the Bronx. That's a week and a half that's dangerous for any club. Yeah. <laughs> for any club. Well, and the way the standings are currently, if you go on, let's say you win half, you go f- five and five in first place again. Because any one of the other two, Baltimore could go on an eight and two tear and take you out. Uh, Toronto or New York could both be running hot. Boston could be in a better position. Like four out of the five teams, I think, are going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think it's, I think it's like the way that this looks to me is that let's say Tampa can hold on if we, if we give them the, you know, so Tampa gets one. I just, I don't see like, I don't see how, I mean, Toronto's in the mix. New York is in there too. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. It is. It is. And it's, I, it's just, you have such a, if you were in the central, you'd be in first place by five games. I know. Uh, I mean, either Central, National League or American League, either Central drives me batty, but it's just, it's almost like you want to redefine the lines like they used to in the 80s where the Braves were in the National League West and yeah, give it, yeah. it puts you in the Central with the Tigers. I mean, heck, Toronto and Detroit aren't very far from each other. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, and that used to be a rivalry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so last question for you. Wrap me up in 90 seconds. Talk to me about October. Talk to me about well, – you say that – I heard what you said, but tell me more about October. Do you – are the Blue Jays going to be there? Is this going to be a dogfight? Is this – because I'm of the opinion right now, if you guys can win series, forget about winning streaks. Just win four games a week. Just win each series. You're going to make up a lot of ground in that AL East. So, I, 
I think it's a real possibility. I think that there's no reason not to be still shooting for uh, the division. I don't think that anyone uh, in their right mind, especially understanding how the schedule is laid out, uh, can't see that a talented roster, any one of the top four teams could be in first place in this division. And we've seen swings like that before. Uh, the realistic position for the Blue Jays is wildcard two, wildcard one, uh, and and go from there. You you get your playoff game, and you and you got to go from there. Uh, and and can they make a move? Absolutely. They need they need consistency. Mm-hmm. They just need to like to get back to what it is they do, which is you know don't blow your leads. Just play smart baseball. Don't don't try to outcoach yourself. Don't try and do too much on the Bates pass. Let the other guys pick you up. If you hit a single and you don't need to stretch it into a double, don't. Just don't do oh, that. Yeah. That's there are, I, in my own playing career when I was playing, you know, very minor league men's semi pro ball. There were many times where you'd see guys just like hero ball trying to leg out a double. No reason. Absolutely zero reason to do it. Why are you, what are you doing it for? So I can knock two boxes off on the box score. Is that what we're doing here? Like just simple stuff. And this team is capable of it and they're talented enough. If everybody stays healthy and four of the five pitchers give us what they've given us, there's no reason to think to think they can't be in October. Yeah. Like I need you to understand when you look at that pitching staff and everybody's going to talk about the offense because the offense is a, it's more fun. Yeah. Uh, it, people love uh, offense. It's just the way it is. But when you look at the pitching staff, I was looking at their, um, at the, at the complete, sorry, it was quality starts. And I think the Jays lead the league in in quality starts. Mm-hmm. That that means their starters are giving them enough more often than every other team starter. I think for a quality start, you need five and two thirds innings out of your out of your starter. I think that's the I think that's the line, unless it's changed. Five and two thirds, that's it. Yep. And and that means that you're turning it over to a bullpen that is. Pretty good. Romano is good. Second in saves. Like this team is good. It's a good team. All they need to do, all they need to do is be consistent. Just be consistent. Mm-hmm. No, it's it, I you're preaching to the choir here. If you've listened to some of the the recent stuff that I've talked about, it's that's the key is you be consistent. You don't worry about the Oakland A's were on a a winning streak recently. Who cares about that? Go out and win series. Now they're not the worst team in baseball anymore. The Kansas City Royals are, but who cares? At one point earlier this week, they were on a winning streak, six, seven, five, six, seven games, and they were eighteen and fifty. Okay, congratulations, you won five in a row. Who cares? You're eighteen and fifty. Yeah. Right. And so you just have to be consistent, and that everything that, in my opinion, and I. I suspect you would agree with me on this. Just like, and I know you're a hockey fan, just like 
10 or 12 years ago when they changed the blue line rules. They made the game faster, right? Now, yep. with the bases being bigger and the pitch clock, and you can only throw over a couple of times um, before the runner gets the next, next base, you've made the game younger and faster. And so I remember going to a Kings game when Luke Robitaille was a healthy scratch. Luke Robitaille. Right. And so now <coughs> what Aaron Judge can do, what John Carlos Stanton can do, what Mookie Betts can do may not be the key to the game. Although, like the 90s commercial said, chicks did the long ball. It might not be the key to the game. It's the guys that know how to play the small ball. Look at the teams that are leading divisions, the Pirates, the Diamondbacks that are surprising. They're not hitting a bunch of home runs, but they're getting people on and they're moving them over. We're get, we're getting away from home runs as a as a general rule. I think we had a couple of years. I you know what you know you can blame for this. You can blame the Toronto Blue Jays straight up. Okay, because you're to blame <laughs> because Edwin Encarnacion and Jose Bautista had they were they were not on competitive teams to start before they went on their big run, and we got. My one of my favorite moments of the last 20 years, which is the bat flip against the Rangers series coming up against the Rangers. Can't wait. <laughs> you know, it led to the roof net Odor uh, punch in the face, but that bat flip is still like, if you watch that replay, it gives me chills, but those guys were doing nothing, but it was home runner bust. And it's they, the, the blue Jays go in ebbs and flows when they were the Lyle Overbay blue Jays, it was doubles or bust. Mr. Double himself was hitting them all over the place. When it was Jose Bautista and Edwin Encarnacion, it's it's home run or bust. Now we've got a guy by Bo Bichette leading this team. And I th- I think he is leading the team. Springer's a he's the he's the captain. He's the voice, I think, of of most of the guys in that clubhouse. Vladdy will do what he has to do. Vladdy will absolutely hammer a single or a double. He is not selling out for the long ball every single time because his bat speed will get it there. If it, if it gets it there, if it's a great pitch, he can do some damage, but he also understands the game situation. And that, that's why you're seeing this team is absolutely crushing the, the hitting game right now. Yeah, absolutely crushing it. Well, and, and George Springer has been in the league, I don't know, 10 years or so. He's 33 years old, 33, 34, something in that range. So he's a good voice for those younger guys, for the Vladimir Guerreros, for the Bo Bichettes. You know, he's a good voice for that those guys. So, 123 doubles, 626 uh, hits, second in the league in hits. Second. And in terms of average, uh, because someone will always be like, well, what's the average? Uh, they're third in average, tied with the the D backs right now. Only team that's beaten them is the aforementioned Texas Rangers. <laughs> you can't wait till they get to the Rogers Center. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be. It's either it's going to look the the team that's leading the league in home runs is the Dodgers. Yep. The Braves are right there. And the Rays hit a bunch, but like the teams that you talked about are in the like you know the the teens. Yeah. They're in the teens. Like they're not they're not crushing the long ball, but they're getting the hits. They're getting on base. Yeah. And and again, 
and I hate to say this to people, but you have to understand, Aaron Judge is a perfect example. Aaron Judge had over 500 at-bats last season, and he had 62 home runs or 63 home runs. Phenomenal home run thing, and I'm I'm never going to take that away from him. That was amazing. But how many at-bats did it take to get there? How many plate appearances did it take to get there? Yeah. Right. So if instead, if you could Pete Rose it and just get singles, doubles, triples, whatever, um, the guy that I like to watch right now that I think has proven year after year, and this is going to sound like a homer, is Freddie Freeman. That guy is a professional hitter. He can hit to all parts of the ballpark. He's going to get 3,000 hits in his career. Um, and he just plays the game right. He just goes in, shows up, plays it right, and gets out. And goes to his, you know, his wife and his kids. So, you know, I like Freddie. He, he does pretty well. So. If Freddie's the example, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. No. But, um, well, I am, I am so glad that you came back on. Thank you so much for coming back on. We're going to get a group of guys together and some gals. Um, the uh, uh, to ride around the all star break and kind of talk about each, each individual teams and things like that. And I'll get you on for that. And we definitely, definitely, definitely need to get you um, on an in the league's morning show. So we got to get you on there sometime soon. Absolutely. I'm down so, for it. You know that. Absolutely. So, so Dave, thanks for spending your Friday morning with me and let's just make it happen. Let's go out and enjoy the weekend. Um, there's a lot of baseball to play and let's just see where it goes. So can't wait. Thanks, thanks for the time, Dave. Have a good one.